No fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. Thank you for downloading, listening. My name is Frank Salvato. You're listening to Underground USA. Before we get into this morning's segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce, I wanted to say a few words about doing due diligence. We always talk about investigators, the FBI, lawyers doing due diligence. But we as citizens have an obligation to do due diligence as well before we post on social media. It is important to read beyond the headlines and beyond the first two paragraphs. You need to read whole articles before you opine on social media. There is so much minutia that is left for below the fold in an article that because we live in an age of sensationalistic clickbait headlines, the headline doesn't always represent what the story's about. As a matter of fact, it exaggerates. Most every headline is meant to have breaking news in front of it to get you to click on it. Clicks mean revenue. Clicks mean ratings for the news outlets. A non-story can sound like the end of the world. A huge story can sound like something completely different than what the subject of the story is about. So please, before you opine on anything on social media, because truth matters, because the facts matter, read the whole article. As a matter of fact, I always read two or three from different places just so I can read between the lines. Please do your due diligence. When we don't, that's how government can manipulate us. That's how people like Klaus Schwab and George Soros and the rest of the World Economic Forum crowd can manipulate us. It's time that we keep them from manipulating us. Right now, this morning's segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce. Let's go over here first, pick up Kyle Warren. Good morning, Kyle. Thanks for sticking around. Good morning, Captain. And we've got our good friend, author, author, Frank Salvato from UndergroundUSA.com. Good morning, Mr. Frank. It's always an adventure. Oh, yeah, especially uh, this time of the morning. But that is what it is, and everybody got a laugh out of that. Me, too, for that matter. Okay, now, first of all, Frank, I said that about the author part. You've got a book out there. Tell us about it. Uh, well, we've been talking about it for a couple of years now, and it just came time to actually write the case for decentralizing the federal government down into words so that people can see the cohesive argument for it. The book is called Nullification, The Case for Decentralizing the Federal Government. It's a moderate read. Of Everybody that has previewed it so far has said, wow, it's a nonpartisan book that educates, and it sets a blueprint down that states and, and state leadership can follow to not only implement nullification, but also remove the federal government's ability to exact pain for for executing that nullification. Mm-hmm. So my, my hope is that everybody gets it, reads it, and then sends it on to the state government officials, whether it be your governor, 
your governor's chief of staff, or someone in the legislature that you trust, that you think has a level head, with a letter that says, hey, give this some serious consideration because Mm -hmm. the federal government is just slapping the states around, and it's time that they stop. So you can go over to uh, Amazon, and it's available on Kindle. It's available in paperback. I prefer the paperback because that's the thing you get to send on to your elected official at the state level. This is the case. This is the blueprint. There are suggestions in there for making sure that this door stays shut. Let's give it a shot. So nullification, the case for the decentralizing of the the federal government over at Amazon.com. Okay, very good. Now, um, the other thing is, is there was a story that just came across the wire here about two minutes ago about the DeSantis campaign. And Kyle, I told you there were some things were going to change, didn't I? Yes, of course. So the story headline was DeSantis campaign considers changing strategy. Remember when I said it's too early? Yep. What happened with Ron DeSantis is what happens with all very solid campaigns and that launch too early is you start to burn your fuse a little bit too bright. The media was looking at him too hard. And all of a sudden, all the people that don't want him to win, even on the right side of the aisle, start to pick, start to start to figure out how to strategize to steal the narrative from him. So a smart campaigner at this point says, let's retool. Let's come at it from a different vantage point. We're not changing our principles. We're not changing our, our core message and what we do. It's not like somebody who, who runs a campaign on polling. It's about political strategies. And I'm glad to see that he's doing this. I'm glad to see that a couple of people from the state-level campaigns have actually moved on over to focus on the federal. That's going to be a big deal. Yep. Hold that thought. Kyle, you hang on. Folks, we'll be right back with more with Frank Salvato, UndergroundUSA.com. Go over there, check it out, see what he's up to. And Kyle Warren, I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned in to the hardest working overnight radio talk host in America, New York Fire Rescue and World Trade Center survivor Captain Matt Bruce on the Captain's America Third Watch. Always American, always conservative. God bless America. Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel, offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere, while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mom's tea. Ticketmaster's parent company is going woke. They want you to forget about the ridiculous service and convenience fees they charge that nearly double ticket prices. Ticketmaster got caught hacking their competitor to keep customers from getting lower prices. And parent company CEO Michael Rapino laid off workers in droves while raking in millions. It's why Ticketmaster is one of the most hated companies in America. Michael Rapino, Ticketmaster, serve your customers, not woke politicians. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. Kyle, you got a couple questions you said. Uh, Sure do. Good morning, Frank. And, oh, by the way, George is in the chat room saying he wants to buy 
the book. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, that's by awesome. the way, it is awesome, isn't it? And thanks to George for putting that in there. Um, you know, we've got this cocaine thing at the White House. It appears, Frank, am I am I correct in saying that this has been the perfect crime? That it's right up there with all the you know things of of history that just have the baffled authorities. I think that's a, that's being very gracious to the situation, <laughs> so especially since the Secret Service came out and said, you know, uh, incidentally, since 2020, we've we found some marijuana here too a couple of times. Everybody should be pissed about this because it's a blatant lie. If the Secret Service at the most secure residence on the face of the planet don't know whose cocaine this was, then either the Secret Service is is horrible at their gig, which, you know, is is doubtfully the case, or they're running interference. I, I mean, it's there can be no other excuse for this. I had somebody in a in a comment on 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 a notes over at the Substack say, you know, it, it could have been just like one of the vendors coming into the White House. There's lots of vendors that come in. No, there's not a lot of vendors that come into the West Wing. The West Wing is one of the most secure entrances of the uh, in the world to, in a, to any building. And besides the Situation Room and the Oval Office and the internal offices of the senior administrative staff, there's more surveillance of the White House than you could than you could possibly imagine. So understanding who was going in and out of the room where where the coke was found. They know who was in and out of that room, without doubt. And, and they know who was in the White House. If, in fact, they're keeping the White House logs the way they should be. And if they're not, that's a crime in and of itself. So this idea that, you know, we, we looked into it, and we just can't figure out who it belongs to. I, I, I just, that's stunning that people are, are allowing that to be the answer. Mm. Uh, Frank, we got a caller on the line. I think I know who this is, so let me go over here. Uh, is this Mary? It is. Good morning. I would like to say thank you for writing the book in paperback because a lot of people write in hardcover, which costs a lot more money. And I'm kind of wondering about their their motives when they do things like that. Uh, you're talking about the economy and people don't have money, and yet you write a book and you want people to buy it in hard copy. Uh, so writing in paperback makes a lot of sense. Just ask uh, Klaus Schwab. When he wrote his book <laughs> on the Great Reset, he wrote it in paperback for $9.99 to tell the world what the, these uh, Great Reset people want to do. But he wrote it in, in paperback so that people could buy it. And, of course, I'm not sure how many people bought it, but thank you for being the smart guy and writing in paperback. Because all the politicians write their books in hard copy, and it makes you wonder about how much money they want to make. Thank you. <laughs> well, politicians always want to make money. Oh, of course, and and by hook or by crook, a lot of times too. No, I, this is something that's too important. Uh, it's something I, I that really every I want everybody who has the means to be able to understand this concept, um, and the reason that I made sure it was available on Kindle. For people who want to read it uh, just digitally, and that's, that comes at a reduced price from, from even the paperback. 
but getting the paperback and being able to take that and mail it to someone who you trust in your state government, um, that works as a tool as well. When they start getting these things one after the other after the other, they realize that people are serious about it. If you're willing to spend spend your money to buy a paperback book, you know, and I don't, I hard copy is a, I just X that out right away. Uh, I don't want to make it more expensive for people to understand this. This is supposed to be for the good of the country. Being able to give that to them so they can start passing it around in the, in the capitals. That's a very important thing. Once you get that buzz going and they start talking about it over lunch, over dinner, over at the water coolers, or during their appointments, their meetings in the hallways, and you create that buzz, once they, you know, when they start talking about the benefits of the whole thing to the states, uh, it can become it can become a reality pr- pretty quick, especially in in friendly states. Mm. So, thank you for pointing that out, Mary. I appreciate it. Okay, Kyle, what's next? Well, thank you, Captain uh, Frank. Uh, you know, we understand that the Trump team, the Trump legal team, is trying to get the um, uh, the uh, the trial date pushed back uh, for the document scandal. But no matter when this trial occurs, if it occurs in the near term, or if it occurs a year from now, or two years from now. Uh, can President Trump get a fair trial in any venue uh, without finding somebody who's going to be incredibly biased about this whole thing? Well, the, the question really is, is, can a fair trial be had on either side? And I say no. Right, exactly. This is a media trial. So, you know, just as much as President Trump would be paying the price for a conviction and will be paying a price by going to going to court in this in this battle, the media is just as much on on trial here as as Donald Trump is. So you know if you're going to play this out in the court of public opinion, and you know their their only motive here is to make sure that they're pinning something negative on Donald Trump as they approach the 2024 election. There's going to be something every day coming out of the left, something every day coming out of the DNC and the Biden administration, and and eventually whoever challenges Biden in the primaries. Uh, that's going to pin something negative on Donald Trump. And it's going to be an, oh, and remember, Donald Trump is an evil, evil guy. You know, no matter what the issue is, if they're going to do this beforehand, that's a travesty of justice because it's being manipulated from every avenue, whether it's the media, with the activists, the, the, the political parties on the left, the Biden campaign, it doesn't matter. They're getting press that's, reflecting negatively in a barrage on, on Donald Trump. And there isn't a jury in the country that can, have, can avoid this. Even afterwards, win or lose, it's, a, it's still a political hit piece. It's still a politically motivated thing that's going to affect him politically. And if he wins, it affects how government can actually function. So th- this is the Pandora's box that... Biden opened with going after ex-presidents for something that everybody, <clears throat> you can go all the way back to Lincoln. By the way, can, Every, you, stick, everybody, can you stick around for an extra yeah. segment? Okay, okay, good. Hold on, Frank, and hold on, Kyle, because here comes the music up in my ear. We're going to be taking a break. We're going to be back with more here on the Captain's America Third Watch Friday morning. Got a lot of interesting discussion going on here. If you want to be part of it, 877-969-8600 is the number to call. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're in the right spot for tomorrow's news tonight and breaking news as it happens with retired New York Fire Rescue Captain and World Trade Center attack survivor Matt Bruce right here on the Captain's America Third Watch. 
American Airlines, rated the worst, losing the most bags, shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left to distract from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs? Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians. Who helped cause soaring gas prices? BlackRock. Who contributed to outrageous housing prices? BlackRock. BlackRock and Larry Fink spent years harassing oil and gas companies, making them divest from fossil fuels. Now you feel the pain. And BlackRock-owned companies are snatching up houses, crippling families. Now BlackRock's former ESG czar Brian Deese is Biden's economic advisor, crushing America from within. That's what BlackRock is really about. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. Now we're going to go to the phone line, a longtime caller to the show, Tony in Tampa. Good morning, Tony. What's on your mind? Uh, Captain, more importantly, uh, uh, good morning to you and Kyle and your guests. Um, this amazes me, Captain, more than anything else. Um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who they're considering as a vice president for Trump, said that uh, if you don't believe in climate change, you should go to jail. So some guy who's driving a truck 60, uh, 60 hours a week through snow, and freezing rain, and he doesn't believe in climate change, he should go to jail. And this is coming from a guy who never worked a day in his life. Yeah, I agree. Captain, that's amazing. And that, these are Republicans talking about you putting him on, on, the, uh, on the ticket with Donald Trump. All right, well, we'll discuss it, Tony, and don't be a stranger. Thanks for the call. I certainly won't. Thank you, Captain. All right. Uh... Okay, Frank, uh, you first. I, I don't think this is going to happen no matter how much they dream. No, but and, and remember, it's still a little bit too early to be uh, to even be talking about final slates for, for running mates. But what they're trying to do is give him credibility to run against Biden. Um, on a couple issues, when he's talking to far-left people, uh, you see him catering to those audiences, and that's a little problematic for me anyway. Uh, when someone states their policy and then their platform, they should stick by it. You don't waffle. You walk straight. You walk a straight line. I like what uh, what Kennedy has to say about dismantling the deep state. Uh, you know, I like what he has to say about uh, the intelligence apparatus and law enforcement and how government is a little bit too much into your life. But he does have some extreme positions when it comes to climate. And quite honestly, anybody. And I know I'm going to get pushback on this because we have been conditioned since the 1970s to believe, for whatever reason, that man can affect weather just because we decide to affect weather. Um, you know, we've got to recheck ourselves about the way we think about climate change because all of the nefarious globalist players are on board with pushing the same narrative. When's the last time you ever heard the left and the right come together on anything at the globalist and the, and the federal political level? Yeah. They always demonize each other about everything because they're opportunists. Well, they're all in the same, uh, singing the same song 
when it comes to climate change, when you come to the group that has ever touched the World Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. All of the major players at the World Economic Forum, anybody who has been to Davos, anybody who has been through the the uh, the grooming processes of the of the of the young program, they mm-hmm. they go for the, for the up and coming players. They all sing the same song on climate change. That gives me pause. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I hear the same verbiage coming out of everybody that has anything to do with an organization, mm-hmm. and it's based on something that that where the facts are questionable, just like COVID. Mm-hmm. We had better stop and reevaluate what they're basing this on because it sounds like a load of crap to me. Okay, Kyle, before I go back to you, we got a caller on the line. Good morning, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Captain. It's Bill out of Buckhead, Georgia. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks, Bill. Good. Um, do, I'm glad you're doing well. Frank, can I get your opinion on the Pat Fitzgerald uh, situation at Northwestern? I think you're from Illinois, and you seem to be very <laughs> cerebral, and you don't hold back. And I sure appreciate it. Captain, thanks. Thank I'll you. Listen. Thank you, Bill. Okay, go ahead, uh, Frank. Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not really deep on that subject. But when when you hear someone saying that they they shouldn't have been fired and they were fired, you have to investigate a little bit more. Northwestern is a very very far left school. It's incredibly woke. So when when there's a knee jerk decision coming out of an institution like that, whether it's Northwestern or or Columbia or NYU or UCLA or any of these places. When you see a knee-jerk decision to appease the media and the people screaming for red meat, you, you've got to step back and re-examine the situation. And and I hope, uh, you know, I hope Northwestern does, but I don't hold on a lot of hope simply because, uh, you know, it's a it's one of the bosoms of wokeness. Let me let me interject. Illinois. Let me they're, interject they're, this. They're, they're giving they're giving reparations that have it still Illinois where. Yeah, where Northwestern is, so that should tell you something. Let me interject this into the discussion. It was my impression that the team spoke up, the team leaders and the team themselves spoke up and said, we want this coach, we like this coach, we respect this coach, and they did it anyway. Well, it would be nice to see students actually react in a responsible and an intelligent manner to defend somebody they know who didn't do anything wrong. But when we're talking about the administrations of woke colleges like Northwestern University, the reason doesn't matter anymore. Reason doesn't, doesn't sit at the table when it comes to decisions. Mm-hmm. We've moved from facts and truth to it feels like. Mm-hmm. And if you're not moving the woke agenda at a university, at a major university in the United States, mm-hmm. You're fighting an uphill battle like climbing Mount Everest. So we, when you get into the to the chancellery and you get into the administration at Northwestern University, you can have the entire student population show up, and they wouldn't give a damn. Now the alumni start showing up. The alumni starts holding back their checks. All of a sudden, the woke administrators have to defer to the regents because the regents are going, "Hey, don't play with the money." So. If you are an alumni from Northwestern and you understand this subject and you don't like what you're hearing, get a hold of of the administration over there, especially someone on the Board of Regents, and say, all checks stop, all endowments stop until you knock it off. Mm -hmm. And that's how you're going to get wokeness out of the universities. The alumni have to stand up and say, 
no more contributions, and I'll lobby against contributions towards the institution until you change your way and make it about education and not about indoctrinating the students. Okay. You want to see woke this stop at universities? That's the way to do it. Okay, Kyle, you got about 90 seconds. Go for it. Well, thank you, Captain. Uh, you know, Frank, uh, about 13 Republican attorneys general are now warning some Fortune 500, pardon me, Fortune 100 companies that they could uh, face some legal issues if they, you know, continue down a path of racial discrimination in hiring and so forth, basing this, of course, on the recent Supreme Court decision. Do you think that's going to be effective? The decision from SCOTUS was pretty focused on on the specific question of of race based uh, admissions at colleges. Now, this should have happened a long time ago. There never should have been quotas. It should have been a fair playing field, is what they should have been striving for, not manipulating and social engineering based on race. Uh, I think they're going to have a tough uphill battle with this, but this is just another. If the federal government's not going to act on repealing these things, this is just another great argument for nullification. So much stuff can be fixed with with a state saying, you know what, you've overstepped your bounds. We're not going to recognize it. We have the right not to recognize it. We've set it up so you can't hurt us. And and this is one of them. Quotas never should be a thing. We don't do that in the United States of America. We're based on merit. If you work hard and and you build something and you build yourself and you you know you put the sweat and the blood and the tears in you should be able to succeed in this country the government shouldn't be saying because your skin is a certain color or because you're a certain gender you should have a leg up we need to be colorblind genderblind uh sexual preference blind you know in the united states we have equal opportunity for all not for the ones that the government picks. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Frank. Look forward to talking to you on Monday. Great discussion. And uh, good luck with the book. And we'll continue to promote it for you. Thank you, sir. And you stay low. All right. Uh, Kyle, hang in there. we got Patrick Island coming up with more right after this break. Three minutes from now, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is the Captain's America Third Watch. Why shotgun? Why shotgun? If you like the podcast, please subscribe, leave a comment, and a rating if your platform lets you. Head on over to undergroundusa.com and sign up for our Substack. Comes straight to you, doing an end around the censors, which is going to be important going into 2024. And be sure to pick up your copy of Nullification, the case for decentralizing the federal government. Available on Amazon in the Kindle version and in paperback. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. I'll be right back. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group.